Hello and welcome back to I'm Glad You Exist. It's the podcast with me, John Leo, where I talk to people whose existence makes me glad. On today's episode, I'm joined in studio by the simply incredible Sophie Darwin. Sophie's a local photographer who has leveled up the island's collective artistic merits by taking maternity photos that were previously unseen on our little island. She captures a stunning mix of tangible beauty, but also infuses images with a sort of life-affirming melancholy. Does that make sense? Or am I abusing my word-a-day calendar? Basically, Sophie is one of Jersey's premier photographic talents, and we're talking all about that, how motherhood changed her perspective on taking photos, and why photography, as a means to show the uncensored joy of life, is now no longer possible in a social media-led world. Check out the description for Sophie's socials, and keep an eye out if you're in Jersey for her motherhood exhibition, which, fingers crossed, should be debuting this year. Thank you for being here, and now come with me to find out why I'm glad Sophie Darwin exists. September next year. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with this. <laughs> oh, you have to take it with you somehow. We'll see. <laughs> so what's what's um, what's life been like since Skills Jersey? Oh wow! So since Skills Jersey, so I left a very lovely job with a very lovely bunch of people, and I'm not just saying that because you're here. Because <laughs> um, they're definitely listening. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Um, no, but I left a really good job and a place that I was really happy. But I, I, I left two weeks before lockdown to pursue a career that was not a good career to pursue, mm-hmm. wedding photography, during a lockdown. So, yeah, it, it was, um, it's been a weird year, but, yeah, it's, it's turned out all right in the end. I wish I could have known that a year ago, actually. <laughs> Would have saved myself a few sleepless nights, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, next to people opening up, like, anywhere in hospitality in COVID, you've got to imagine wedding photographers and the wedding industry in yeah. general. I've yeah. got a friend who's a florist, and I know she's had yeah. an awful time with this. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not been easy. But equally, like, it's just been amazing seeing how people have adapted, quite frankly. And, it's you know, not just people in the wedding industry, but, you know, the yoga instructors, just ev- everything. Like, I was just... As, my, as I felt like my world was kind of spiralling out of control, I was going online and just seeing how all these other people were kind of doing their thing and literally just turning it around like that. And I was like, how are they doing this? Like, mm. why are they not freaking out and panicking like I am? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why are they actually finding, like, they obviously could ground themselves and like, okay, right, pivot, what are we going to do? Got to make this work. So, so yeah, I, yeah, I felt incredibly inspired by them, although I definitely wasn't as quick to adapt as they were. But... Mm. Um, yeah, it was. It's definitely been an interest. What I, what I think is interesting, I was thinking about this before, is I left full time freelance to go to Skills Jersey and have like the security of a job. Mm-hmm. And then you know, not long after I'd done that, you made the jump the opposite way, mm-hmm. going, "I've done this. Now it's time to go freelance." And you have to have a certain amount of confidence to go from this, the secure comfort zone of that. And then you're hit straight away with, "Yeah, probably the worst time in the world to do it." Yeah. So like. Were there ever times where, because I know you didn't, you did jump back into some other work in the interim, didn't you? Yeah. But were there ever times where you're like, oh my God, maybe this is just a sign that photography is not a safe job to ever be in? Uh, no, quite frankly. And <laughs> um, no, because 
I knew no I, I knew that it would be okay I knew it it would all be fine eventually and I just couldn't I wouldn't let it beat me either like I was like no I've I've worked really hard I've juggled like two jobs like two full-time jobs two kids like no this is this is going to be okay this has got to work so yeah there was there was never a chance that it wouldn't work but I just had to try and work out how that was going to be okay Hmm. but um yeah it wasn't it wasn't great timing but but it's been okay yeah I guess it's it's also decided if you can make it through that then any year since or any year after is going to be like cool don't have to deal with the pandemic yeah well yeah exactly I you know I've kind of been saying that like oh well if I can get through this year then it's going to you know you're going to get through anything but equally who knew that 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 could happen so like Mm. you know nothing's going to surprise me now so we'll just see what happens really (laughs) I don't want to say that next year or this year will be easier because who knows what's going to happen there'll probably be some kind of meteor shower or something there was there was one the other day wasn't there did you see it (laughs) I was like that's the start yeah (laughs) we're doomed (laughs) then it might be the end of wedding photography that's true but then you'll just move on to a different you know area of photography yeah who knows who knows but yeah I I wasn't going to kind of move on from skills jersey until I really felt like I had you know all the weddings in place all the bookings in place so that I had like this seriously awesome year ahead so Mm. yeah last year was a bit of a shock to be fair because I worked, like I said, I kind of worked really hard to kind of make this work and I wasn't prepared to give up the good job, the good kind of salary and all that sort of stuff unless I had this really, Mm. you know, full year ahead. So it was kind of pretty scary. Like every time I'd open my emails, it was another, it was another bride basically saying that she was moving her wedding on to next year. And at the time I was like, yeah, that's a great thing for you. That's, Mm. you know, you've got to do that. Yeah. But, you know, deep down I was like, holy shit how am I going to pay my mortgage yeah absolutely (laughs) it's I mean it sounds weird like I don't want this to sound um callous because obviously any wedding is that's important income but I can say from from experience for myself when I had someone cancel a wedding this year and I was really looking forward to that money part of me was like oh phew I'd have to deal with the stress of that wedding and so I don't know do weddings still cause you like anxiety in the build-up um what in terms of like photographing them do I feel anxious about it no, no, I, I, I don't. I don't think I think about it too much. Mm. I've had quite a few people say that, like, oh, you know, is it, you know, is it a lot of pressure? I guess it would be, if I thought about it too much. If I thought mm. about it too much, I probably wouldn't do it. I'd be like, oh my god, actually, that's loads of responsibility. <laughs> like, what about if something goes wrong? Your card corrupts. You drop your camera in the water. Whatever. Mm. I think if I thought about it too much, I wouldn't do it. But, but yeah, yeah, it is quite scary when you think about it. Oh my god, John. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think it's funny because obviously you know for the sake of transparency for for the valued listener in this this is the second time we've tried to do this essentially yeah but you know essentially feeling like oh this isn't the right time for me to do this I'm, I'm feeling a bit worried about it and it, I feel like you could a wedding is way scarier yeah. than having a chat you know no. but it's funny how we yeah yeah we put yeah. It in our heads. yeah yeah no I find this way more intimidating than photographing <laughs> someone's wedding and I think the reason for that, I was, I was thinking about it on the way over. I was like, why am I freaking out about just talking to John? Like, it's going to be sound. But I don't really talk to people that much because I'm, in the last year, I've literally been, I've had my kids to mm. talk to. <laughs> or I've had a few FaceTime conversations with people, like clients or whatever. And, and I'll see friends on play dates with my kids. Mm. We don't actually have these like long kind of 
fumbling kind of lovely conversations. <laughs> They're kind of, it's just that's what I was nervous about. I was like, am I actually going to be able to have a conversation for more than like five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> the first time you're really checking, you're like, how are you actually doing? Yeah. yeah, I think I'm all right. Oh God, no, I'm not. That's it. Like even me and Dean, it's like straight, you know, as soon as he's home, we'll we'll have a little chat and then we're both like, okay, we just need like five minutes, 10 minutes. And then usually I'm asleep. So like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I was like nervous about it. Mm. It's funny. It's so, I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. So weddings were, I'd say that's, that's your primary income prior. Like if we talk pre COVID because everything's kind of changed since then, mm-hmm. but weddings were your main thing. And I would say wedding photography is the most oversaturated of the industries in Jersey. Like it's difficult to kind of get ahead in, in that sense. Right. But it feels like in your ability to go into maternity and kind of couples as well, that's when your, your, um, I don't know what time to say your, the way I see you on Instagram and everything like that is you're more than just like another wedding photographer here. Like your brand is, I mean, I don't want to sound cheesy, but it feels like it is female empowerment Mm -hmm. because I see that more than from you than anyone else in Jersey that I know who does photography. Yeah. Like how, how does that kind of feel hearing that back to yourself? Yeah. it, It was never an intention. I don't think, I think it always started off as wedding photography and then family photography. And then the family photography was all about the kids. And then actually as I continued to photograph people, I found myself more drawn to the mums. In fact, especially when it came to like newborn and maternity stuff and, yeah, and I find, like, I've definitely got a draw to photographing women in particular, I think. And in in, t- and, and in turn, I suppose, it has become more of this sort of female empowerment and body positivity and all that sort of stuff, which, again, is something I got to kind of do a lot more of last year, which is, which is really, really good and kind of really kind of fills my heart, like, if that makes any sense. And it sounds really cheesy, but I just, I just mm. absolutely love it. Like, I feel like I'm found home. Yeah, and I think that's that's what it comes across as because it's not like Jersey has, you know, all these kind of publications and galleries that will just be like, oh, sweet, these photos will promote them and you go, yeah, that's an industry. It feels like this is stuff that, you know, you're choosing to really dive into and go like that extra, because you, you could just be purely commercial and take photos that people want to see. But what you're doing feels like no one else in Jersey is really touching into that so much. And there are some other photographers I know, especially um, you've almost got like a little click that you, that you work yeah, with. Yeah. I see their their work. Um, is it Monica, Monica someone? Oh, no. Melissa. Melissa, sorry. Yeah. Melissa Rodriguez. Isn't yeah, it? Melissa yeah. and Steph. Yeah. So you've yeah, got like this group yeah. that's kind of come together. But it feels like the style of images that you, you guys are taking are fairly like recent. And I don't know if it's whether it coincides with each of you understanding, you know, be, what being a woman is more to yeah. you. Um, and without a doubt, I think having children and the changes that I've seen in my body and how I feel about my body since having children, especially having a girl, mm. it's just changed. Everything's changed for me. I've and I've spent I've spent so many years freaking out about losing weight or or whatever and, and not being happy with myself. And finally, I'm st- I've coming to a place where I've kind of given up and caring, which is such a liberating, wonderful place to be. And I think lots of other women are kind of almost feeling the same and it's not it's certainly not just me that's 
you know that's that's social media that's it's there has been a bit of a change in in how women perceive themselves and it's it's a really positive beautiful thing Mm. because did how long right (laughs) (laughs) how long have you found yourself with a camera so I've always had a camera but like when you know my my friends will laugh but I literally used to go out on nights out from like the age of 14 always had the camera always had it me and my mate Leanne always had cameras documenting the drunken nights at Snow Hill and getting drunk and wimpy and all that sort of stuff and <laughs> I have all this photo evidence do you in actually the oh, that needs to come yes, out yes absolutely I <laughs> god we didn't have Facebook those days but I used to yeah every week bring my camera out so I've always had a camera and um but it's always just been a hobby and mm. it was it was a hobby I went to university studied um psychology and media um it was always still just a hobby taking the camera over I went and um it didn't really change I don't think until I came back to Jersey and was in marketing roles and met Andy LeGrayley who was a wedding photographer over here and he's absolutely amazing and one of the nicest guys you can meet and um, I basically asked him if I could start shadowing him for, for weddings. And that's where it all began, really, for me. So mm. um, what started off as a hobby, started going to night classes with Colin Cruikshank. Mm. And he um, yeah, taught me how to use my camera and shadowing Andy. And, and he was a fantastic kind of help because he used to even on weddings he used to be like right Sophie find the maid of honor and go and get a really nice portrait of her or, mm. or the mother of the bride or whatever and he used to kind of set these like tasks for me to do and um he gave me a lot of time and I'll be forever grateful for for the time and effort that he he gave to me mm. and um and yeah and it came it came from there really and then before I knew it I kind of had mates saying can you can you come and photograph my wedding in Wales and I was like yeah, all right then. <laughs> and um, and off I went. And yeah, and it kind of just... It just goes from... Really organically, another, like it? never pushed it. Social media did a lot of the work, I guess, because I just used to post stuff all the time, which probably annoyed loads of people and found it really boring. <laughs> but equally, um, it kind of worked for me. And um, yeah, and I kind of, yeah, just carried on doing the photography alongside the job. Mm. Had the kids, carried on doing it all, juggling it all. Pretty much had a nervous breakdown. One had to go. And then, yeah, mm. the marketing job went for now. Mm. But I still kind of do marketing, but for me for now. For yourself, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing they say about, like, people in the creative industry, right? It's you probably spend 15% of your time doing the the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're an artist or photographer or whatever. And then, you know, the other 85% of the time you're doing, you know, the accounting and the admin and the marketing and all yeah, all yeah. that fun stuff. Yeah. You know? But no one sees sees that or takes mm-hmm. that for granted mm-hmm. you, you can't yeah. invoice for that time <laughs> no. um but so my my earlier point is you know when you went through the process of having your kids and obviously your camera was always going to be with you do you feel like through that process your understanding of not only photography but also like motherhood as it's seen kind of had changed and adapted in that time yeah i guess so so I, i'm I'm obsessive with taking photos of my kids and that comes from lots of different places. One, because I have a terrible memory and I just desperately want to remember everything about them. Um, so so that's one thing. So I, I take photos of my kids all the time. But um, but also equally, I know that 
they're kind of all that's without sounding too depressing but they're pretty much all that's left of us when it's all when everything's over mm. we're gone dead and buried then that's all we kind of got left so mm-hmm. I do find myself wanting to capture lots of memories for them and I know that comes from a place because when my mum died and I was looking for pictures of us we had very few just of me and her and I found that really upsetting actually and I, again I know that's why I kind of want to photograph mums I know it is because mm. I want them to have those memories to look back at for the kids I want the kids to have those beautiful memories for them to look back at so mm. yeah it's a funny old place but I know I know kind of what's going on in my head <laughs> how how often do you you know get photo albums out or old pictures and like sit down with with your kids and just go through them then yeah often and it's trying to explain it's quite difficult with Matilda because Frankie's too young to understand. He'll probably just eat them. But um, <laughs> but Matilda, she's... Because when I'm wanting to share pictures of my mum, her mm. gran, like, she's got lots of questions about death and all that sort of stuff. And oh, it's quite yeah, difficult yeah. to try and work out what I'm, what's the right answers for all that sort mm. of stuff now. But, but it is so important that, you know, that they're kept alive in some way. So, yeah, it is good. Mm. Yeah, it is a tough one. I remember when... Because how old's Matilda? She's five. She's five. Okay, so I probably would have been... I want to say ten. I might have been younger at this point. And it's funny because it. this is like a conversation that happens for every child or person at different points in their life. And I was always, I've always been obsessed with dogs. And there was this elderly dog that would always walk around the park um, near our house. And my parents were friends with the owner and I'd play with the dog and everything like that. And then one day um, the dog died. And... My mum explained it to me and it was like the first time I'd ever had to deal with the understanding of mm-hmm. mortality and like, oh, this dog's gone. Wait a minute. I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and being like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had not pl- yeah, like, planned yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Matilda asked me the other day, actually, because um, it was it was my mum's birthday and I, I'd... And she found me upset, basically. I was, I was upset. And so she came and she 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 found from the bottom of her toy box um, a lion, which was mine, that my mum had given me mm. when I was a little girl. And she kind of pulled it pulled it out. And then she kind of gave it to me to kind of comfort me, which was really, really sweet. Mm. But then she kind of said, Mommy, am I going to die? And I was like, oh, oh, fuck. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, not for a long time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is wow. so hard. What? Yeah, these are kind of hard questions to answer, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I bet no no parent thinks like, oh, yeah. you know, how are you going to answer that? They think, like, well, I'm going to have to, you know, am I going to, you know, is Santa going to be a thing or are we going to skate around that? Like, no, let's uh, deal with the big question. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's talk about Santa and Easter Bunny. Uh, I can't handle death. Yeah. That death conversation right now. Because uh, I know for my mum, she found religion after she had my brother um, because she was essentially always had the inverse of that and being like, oh God, this, this child will one day die. I need to make sure that they're going to be safe. Yeah, and yeah. That is where a lot of her faith comes from. Yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting because I imagine quite a lot of people are the same. Um, you know, when when not to turn this conversation into, into <laughs> death but I think it's interesting like for yourself obviously I think you're saying she's a little bit too young now to like give her all of that yeah yeah but is part of you like maybe the idea of religion so you have that as the answer for now is well exactly is isn't it easier just to say there's a heaven and they've yeah. gone to heaven and 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 I kind of had that conversation with Dean I was like can I can I just say heaven and he was like but we don't really kind of believe in that and I'm like yeah I know but <laughs> just for now <laughs> just for now yeah <laughs> we'll put that in the put that on the list yeah well, so I've kind of gone down the 
the choose a beautiful star or a sunset or a sunrise or any time you see anything beautiful that's your ground but yeah it's Mm. so tricky yeah but anyway but yeah back to photographs perhaps I don't know but um, (laughs) that's where the photograph obsession comes especially photographing mums for sure Mm. (laughs) um so the first so again I guess I'm thinking of this um off the top of my head so correct me if I'm wrong but had you shot anything to do with maternity before your own pregnancy uh, I think I may have photo- I think I did I think I photographed my friend once on a beach with a tummy out hmm. and not much was really thought about it quite frankly it was like oh let's document this time yeah that'll be nice let's go to the beach at sunset let's go to St Juan mm-hmm. at sunset doesn't everyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> maternity shoot um yeah. so yeah and I still do that. Of course, yeah. That. Why wouldn't you? But yeah, that's the place to go, isn't it? But um, yeah, that's what it was all about. And then, yeah, it's definitely... It, 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 I don't think I was thinking about it the way that I think about it now. So mm. when I'm kind of photographing a maternity shoot and particularly now, then it is kind of a much calmer experience and it's a much more kind of thoughtful process and I'm trying to photograph them in a in a strong way Mm. I kind of want them to feel empowered and what's been really lovely recently is that I kind of I kind of been capturing this moment these moments for them so that you can be oh look there's your bump and Mm. wasn't that lovely you used to have a bump but what's been really nice is getting feedback from these women saying that they felt beautiful and Mm. at a time when they actually wouldn't necessarily feel beautiful because they felt like they've put on weight and they're feeling bloated and they've got stretch marks and all this other sort of stuff and they're like actually I felt really beautiful so they were kind of really thankful for that moment Mm. which was just really nice because that wasn't kind of what I'd planned but how lovely that kind of the experience was a really positive one and it wasn't actually just about the photos actually it was Mm. about the whole experience which is just yeah it's just really lovely. Do you feel, though, that when you're taking those photos now and you're getting that kind of feedback, that comes from your own awareness of how you felt being pregnant and how you may have seen yourself? Yeah, I guess so. And it's actually just thinking about how incredible and what a miracle having a child is, really. And actually, Mm. like, the whole childbirth is just, oh, my God, it's just unbelievable. Mm. Like, what actually happens? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I still think it's all a bit strange. It's just such a miracle so yeah I do I, I it, it does come from a place knowing like how I felt being pregnant which wasn't great mm. I don't think I took a lot of pregnancy photos not as much as kind of, my second pregnancy definitely more but certainly not my first one because mm. you just feel like crap quite frankly <laughs> quite yeah. knackered and feel quite rubbish and the last thing you really can be bothered to do is to kind of go and get glammed up and get some pictures taken but actually it is just such a lovely experience and it's just so nice to be kind of celebrate that part of womanhood. Mm. It's when I, when you're talking about that first um, pregnancy shoot of kind of just being like, you know, let's just go and do this. It makes me think, you know, for any photographer, when they, they first start in any kind of style, you know, if you believe the idea that there's no original ideas, it's always built from whatever you've seen around yourself. So, you know, the idea of taking a photo of a, a woman on a beach is probably all the images you saw as a child, you know, that's just beamed into your head, probably a lot of male gaze kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's what you kind of just go, yeah, this looks nice. I'll, I'll just do that. And it's a nice photo and, it, and it's great. But maybe it doesn't go too much further than that. But once you've been through the emotional experience of something, you can actually feel like how, mm-hmm. you know, your model feels in that time and go what do I actually like say you want to make her feel strong yeah yeah is that necessarily like that first shoot was that something that you go yeah "Yeah, strength is what we're after you probably think like elegance yeah yeah pretty and yeah yeah, sweet and look happy and actually yeah a lot of the photos that I've been posting recently they're not happy like smiley pictures they're kind of more kind of yeah like eyes closed kind of Mm. just soaking in the experience or connecting with their baby and that's yeah that's very different photo shoot to the first one I did with my mate Elaine. Mm. It's right because I've noticed that especially um, the photos you've taken of, of Tess, obviously mm. that's, um, someone we both know through Skills Jersey. Mm-hmm. Shout out Skills Jersey in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is that thing I think as soon as your photos, it's almost like, <laughs> sounds stupid, but if you imagine a wedding and the photos from a wedding are always, you perceive them as being like happiest day of that person's life. And, you know, it's lots of smiles and it's great. And those photos are lovely. But when you can get like these somber images, it's almost like, wow, that's way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. obviously your own wedding is like super dramatic, those photos. Yeah. So I don't know why there's something. And I feel like it's the same thing with these maternity shots. These quiet, contemplative, almost like, they're not sad, but it it's like there's, there's a weight to it because yeah, this person yeah. isn't just like, then maybe they're not having the best time, yeah. but it's that still moment yeah, with yeah. you know mum and bump kind yeah. of thing. And that's still beautiful, isn't it? Like you Absolutely. don't have to be smiling like, I'm having the best time. Like you literally <laughs> can just be having a moment, taking in the breath and just, yeah, just focusing on your baby. And it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be a cheese fest. It can just mm. be more of a kind of meditative state, I suppose, really. It's a, it's a calming experience. Mm. How many mums do you think you've worked with over the years then? Blimey, I don't know. There's certainly, without a doubt, there's been a big boom in terms of maternity shoots and actually um, in the last year or so. And I actually did a little thing on Instagram today to ask people why why they didn't have a photo shoot or when they were pregnant. If they wanted one, why didn't they have it? And a lot of them were saying it was because that they didn't like their bodies and that's why they chose chose not to do it but I think there has been a big thing recently about people accepting their bodies as they are and I think maybe that's why more women have been doing it recently I Mm. couldn't give you an exact number to be honest but um but yeah certainly dozens and dozens Mm. And, and lots of women doing as part of the postpartum body positivity campaign as well so that was after they had the babies Mm. when your body is really different and you're kind of that's that's kind of a bit scary because you're like wow my body's changed loads and actually it might never actually go back and it's kind of realizing that it that's okay and actually finding some peace in that that your body might always look like that now and that's still beautiful and actually Mm. not to be so sad about it because who the fuck told you that you're supposed to look like anything else absolutely (laughs) let's let's talk about that project then because was that that was last year was it the year before? yeah that was last that was at the yeah it was the year before at the end of the year before so yeah it was the the exhibition was supposed to have been in March last year but because of lockdown it got cancelled and it still hasn't happened because of other various restrictions and and Mm. stuff so so sadly that that um, exhibition hasn't happened but the photos have slowly been drip fed on kind of social media until there'll be none left to share I expect so (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, it seems a shame to kind of sit on it for two years just because of COVID. But mm. and there's a message out there that's really important to share, and and that message is that that women are beautiful post pregnancy and mm. not to be so hard on ourselves. But um, yeah, don't don't want to let COVID make us sit on it for much longer. To be honest, of course, yeah, because I I feel there. I th- I think things I've read about um, you know, <laughs> essentially how self-esteem goes up and down throughout pregnancy and afterwards like those changes in the in the person's body and just almost like a, a loss of identity after having a child because it's almost that this like biological thing of being like well now your entire role is to look after this person you know it's not just society being like well you know don't go back to work you know be <laughs> a mum it's like almost like in your um in your brain's chemistry of just being like you matter less now because you have to care yeah. more about this person yeah it's a weird thing actually the moment that you you have a child you become the second most important person in your life and actually mm. it's so weird that you're not that important anymore that this creature this little thing this crying farting pooping sicking thing is actually like <laughs> your world now and um but yeah it's, it's a difficult time because it's it's an incredibly happy time and you're full of you know you know it's a blessing and it's you, you know you're utterly in love with your child but equally you're knackered and you you don't feel like yourself and um and when you're completely sleep deprived that's not a good feeling anyway so mm. like stick in a load of hormones as well and everything else that you have to deal with after you've had a baby which is quite gross quite frankly um then yeah you don't feel great quite, you just do mm. not feel great um so so the project that we're does the project does it have a name it was it's called motherhood yes yeah it's called motherhood and it's a postpartum body positivity campaign and it was i think we had about gosh now maybe 25 women sort of in various sort of stages of postpartum stages so anything from like you know the baby was a couple of weeks old to to maybe up to a year so um and we kind of uh, i say we i photographed them um but I was working alongside May from um, Positive Birth Jersey, so a lot of them were her clients, um, and she's a she's a midwife, and um, so yeah, we photographed them in sort of very scantily clad, usually just in a in their undies with their babies, and um, yeah, and just kind of letting them just a very raw, authentic kind of photo shoot, nothing fancy. They were basically most of them just sort of sitting on a bed or something, mm. but it was just kind of just the reality of of them being beautiful mums hmm. now I imagine because you're coming from this with all the years of artistic background that you've had before this and you go this is what I think I know what beautiful is in this sense but for other people focusing on what they would perceive as like the imperfections like was there ever a time when you were like oh my god this image is amazing you show them and they're like why are you focusing on that yeah yeah there, there were some that, and there were you know I understand I think some women were kind of really loved the pictures but equally were embarrassed about them mm. but knew that they the only reason they felt embarrassed was because of the way that society tells them that they should look and they and I've, I've had this with other kind of body positivity positive body positivity shoots before as well where where women have said oh god is that what I look like oh shit um no I'm not gonna let this upset me because actually I'm I'm like oh my god you're so beautiful like please please like don't go there don't go to that place Mm. and then the and then thankfully they've kind of sat on it and been like no this needs to be seen because the reason that I'm feel that this way is because 
bodies like mine haven't been shown so so they're you know ones with kind of heavy stretch marks or big c-section scars they were like a bit nervous about sharing it but when once they did and then the the feedback that they got they were just so pleased that they did and it was it was just buzzing buzzing Mm. for them and um and then the lovely messages that I received from other mums being like, oh, I haven't se- I haven't ever seen anyone else's scar. I didn't realise anyone else's scar would look like that because mm-hmm. nobody kind of shares that parts about them, you know, publicly. So mm-hmm. um, it was it was lovely when we started sharing those those photos because it was just so nice to receive all those lovely comments from people that make making them feel a bit better about themselves. Was there any aspect of the undertaking of that project that, you didn't expect going into it and that maybe hit you a bit harder than than, than was expected? I think it's how I felt about my own body because I kind of I kind of I wouldn't have done I wouldn't have done it quite frankly I wouldn't have done that and I was like wow these women are fucking amazing like amazing and we did this towards the end of the kind of campaign we did a big group photo and a bunch of women maybe 30 30 of them 35 maybe, all turned up on the beach, all took the kit off and um, had a big group photo. And I was like, fuck it, I'm getting in this picture. And I gave <laughs> I gave my camera to Becky, who's, who was doing the videography. And I just ran, you know, threw my clothes off and ran down. And like, honestly, I'd never even worn a bikini for like years on a beach. So like, this was like a big thing for me. And um, it felt so liberating and so wonderful and so empowering. And I've completely changed how I feel about my body now. And I, I'll wear a bikini on the beach and all the rest of it and don't care that my celly lights out and my bum's sticking out and my belly's hanging out. And I just like, whatever. Like, I want Matilda to kind of not be kind of freaking out about that sort of stuff either when she's Mm. older so it's important isn't it to be a role model for you for kids of course because you've got i mean they pick up on the the nuances Mm -hmm. you know you don't expressly need to say like i hate my body but yeah yeah. if they see you know you're you're covering up and are uncomfortable about showing your body in situations where everyone else is Mm -hmm. then it's like they'll subtly see it even if they don't get it yeah 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 Matilda did lie on my tummy the other day and was like you've got such a big fat round tummy and I'm like yeah whose fault is that (laughs) (laughs) could obviously go to the gym but I don't have the time because I'm looking after you um because it must have been a strange experience for you as well because it's it's kind of that thing of um it's like do as I say not as I do right because you know when you're talking about body positivity it's like we can say, you know, you should be positive about your body. Don't care what anyone else thinks. And then that person who's saying that is like, oh yeah, I massively yeah, care what yeah. people think and I'm definitely not going to I was totally that person. Best. I was totally that person. Oh yeah, you should all be really proud of our bodies. And then I was like, I wouldn't be photographed like this. This is crazy. Mm. Like, they're so brave. It's so inspiring. They're so amazing. And then, um, yeah, they totally inspired me. I'm, yeah, I was in, in awe of them all that day. And um, they, they completely made me change how I feel about my body Mm. so I'm so pleased that I went on that journey but yeah interesting how how it changed my perception of myself because it wasn't ever about me it was about them of course and I think as well with photography it's often made to seem like and I mean certainly is true that it's the voyeuristic aspect of it is we get to hide behind the camera when we're face to face with potentially difficult subjects but in a situation like this where you kind of need to sell them on the idea like it's worth doing this if you feel embarrassed that's fine that's part of this <laughs> um but i imagine you probably had to do quite a lot of 
of communication with with each of the the women that you photographed and probably a lot of you know pretty intense conversation coming out of it that maybe you don't you know start this project going yeah i'm looking forward to intense <laughs> conversations i just want yeah. to take, fi- uh, take pictures yeah there, there wasn't as many as i thought there would be quite frankly like uh, and, and the response as well was amazing because may and i just kind of sent out a little something on facebook or on instagram saying is anybody interested and we thought we'd probably get like five women maybe that would be up for it and i think we had 50 within 24 hours or or less so it was amazing how many women wanted to be a part of it because they wanted to change people's perceptions so it's it was a powerful thing to kind of throw it out there actually because um we uh, we didn't expect to have that many people interested or if they did maybe they're all going to be like this perfect I don't know, size eight, just snapped back into the mm. skinny jeans kind of women. But they weren't. They're all normal women, all mm. different shapes and sizes. And that was what so, was so beautiful about the whole thing, actually. Mm. Let's talk about Instagram. Mm-hmm. Don't spend any time on Instagram. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about social media <laughs> in general. Like, Because whenever I speak to creatives about it, there's always two camps. There's There's people who were just like, they look at it so analytically that it is like a game they understand how to play and they go, yeah, I'd post at 12 p.m. every day. And then there's people who are like myself who won't post for weeks and they're just like, oh, here's an image. Why am I not getting any, any yeah. engagement with it? Like, I, yeah, I'm the latter, unfortunately. And it's 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 almost becomes an obsession. It's like, it's so not healthy how much time I spend on Instagram. And like, I honestly think it's an addiction that I will have to go to see somebody for at some point. Um, but yeah, it's, but it's equally, it's kind of helped push my business and make me survive last year. So mm. it's a love hate thing for sure. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, when you mentioned before about, you know, going into freelance full time and the community of Jersey being like a thing, it feels like, and I've mentioned this before. I don't know if it was just my own jaded view when I, kind of first started in photography and I didn't feel like I was included in any community or if the community aspect of Jersey has really come through in the in the late last like five or six years or something but it feels like people are much more inclusive and they work together and they promote each other's work and things and it feels like it is now like a nice community if it wasn't before yeah 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 possibly I certainly feel like in the last few years it's been a it's been more of a team thing Mm. um and it should be because there's enough work to go around. And and if you're, you know, a dick to other photographers, then you're just a dick, really. So there's just <laughs> there's just no need to be like that, is there? There's no yeah. need to be kind of horrible to each other. So I think it's all, for me, it's all about kind of collaboration and sharing people's work and sharing their celebrations and, and you know, all their all their great stuff. So, yeah, I think it has changed, though. And, and social media's changed in the fact that you can celebrate each other's work now, whereas before you were very insular and you kind of just did your mm. own thing and you, you pushed your own stuff out. But especially Instagram at the moment, you can kind of share other people's work, which is wonderful. Mm. It's, I think it's things like that that often go overlooked. Like, it's difficult to promote someone else's work on Facebook. If you had a Facebook page, you wouldn't post someone else's photos. Mm. Um, and you won't post someone else's photos on Instagram, but you will on on your stories. Yeah. And it's just how social media has kind of changed the landscape of this. And it's almost like when I was at university in 2012, learning about professional photography and how to be a professional photographer, the professional practice then was built from years ago, pre-social media being like what mm-hmm. it is now. And just be like, yeah, probably best to have have social media, have a blog, 
when people read blogs, you yeah, know, yeah, um, yeah. have a website, have business cards, which feel like the most unnecessary thing in the world <laughs> oh, now. No. Oh, no. I'm just going through a rebrand, actually. And, and we've been in, we're designing business cards. And in my head, I'm like, will I ever use these business cards? Because did I ever <laughs> use the 200 that I bought last time? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a pack literally in my kitchen and I look I see them every day like they're just there and I think I should probably put them somewhere I should probably have them you should frame them yeah <laughs> just like it was just that thing of like you know you get them made it's one of the first things yeah. you seem to do as a, as a freelance photographer yeah like, right, got my You've made it yeah I've got my business cards I'm gonna <laughs> give these out to people and they're gonna put them in their wallet and <laughs> just have them yeah I don't even carry, carry a wallet no, anymore if someone no. gave me a business card it'd be such an inconvenience yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm still getting some done I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I need to speak to the designer tomorrow, actually. It's just thing like, it. it's almost like it's better. And this is the, what I'm trying to say is, it's more valuable for someone to follow you on Instagram. And if you post enough that you just appear regularly in their timeline, that's better than a business card they have for one day. And mm-hmm. then just, you yeah. don't know where that goes. And yeah. You get the image of being like, oh, who was that photographer? You know, like, yeah. oh, I think I've got a card somewhere. And they don't find it and they're like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. Whereas if it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, it's on Instagram. I, I see her post every day, you know? Yeah. It's just that weird way of how social media is now interacted with the creative industry. You can't you can't not involve yourself with it, right? Yeah, it, it's a weird place to be. And I, I feel for me, it's an extension of kind of almost my personality. So like people know me before they meet me, which mm. is kind of weird. But equally, this is exactly what I need them to feel like so that they can be comfortable with me so Mm. that they can you know strip off and breastfeed in front of me or or have a baby in front of me like they need to feel comfortable so Mm. so I do spend a lot of time on Instagram and social media but there is a reason for it and it's not just because I want to post pictures that I've I've kind of taken it's to kind of make people feel like they know me Mm. and kind of feel comfortable with me. But it's, it's it's just modern day networking, isn't yeah. it? Like, you know, a few years ago, if not still, people would be like, all right, this is my day of just picking up the phone and calling all the businesses that I know and, you know, just letting them know I'm, I'm doing work if they mm-hmm. want me to, you know. Yeah, and you yeah. go, yeah, that's what a professional photographer does. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's just like, you could just send them a message on, on Instagram or just like or comment on something. And yeah, you're just, yeah. you're keeping yourself in the loop then. Yeah. But it's weird because no one, no one teaches you that stuff. No. And you like you say you could just be a dick to people and not yeah. realize, yeah. and then it's like great you've got a huge following on Instagram, but no one likes you. So, you know, how is that helping? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really weird place, and I do feel like I spend way too much time on there too. But mm. yeah, it is, yeah, strange. I mean, it feels like when I see your posts, there's a lot of positivity that comes through them in the community you've kind of cultivated. But have you ever dealt with like adverse kind of criticism or people on social media or things like that no to be honest I'm trying to think there must be something but I I can't I'm off the top of my head I can't think of anything the worst thing about social media is kind of comparing yourself to other people and it's all just smoke and mirrors at the end of the day it's all Mm. you know it's 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 all a load of nonsense but I think in terms of my I've got two accounts I've got my business account and I've got my personal account Mm. my personal account is my private one which I only until recently kind of went through and kind of culled everybody that I didn't actually know mm. um, <clears throat> because it's mainly kind of pictures of, of my family and my kids. Um, but um, I, I think I've forgotten what I'm talking about now, but um, 
Ad- adverse social media yeah. kind of feelings. Um, yeah, I guess that's where I'm going. That I just I felt like I had to have two accounts maybe, and one one be private. But yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what on earth I was going to say then. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> very so, interesting. So. <laughs> Obviously, my mum would have said it must have been a lie. But yeah, I don't think I don't think I've had any heavy criticism. Not to my face, anyway, of anything. Oh, yeah, well, no one gets on... it to their face. <laughs> <laughs> just behind my back. God, yeah. she posts every day. Does she not have a life? What do those kids do? <laughs> um, what kind of mother is she? I don't know. But, um, yeah, thankfully, I feel like this community that you kind of mentioned before is a really positive place, actually. And, mm. and, and although sometimes a bit fake and a bit faffy, but generally speaking, it's a nice place. And I feel like I've met really nice virtual friends through it, actually hmm. so um yeah it's it's, it's not I, I don't think i've had anything particularly negative not that i can think of hmm. well i guess on the on the other side of that like you're saying it's you know how you see social media as well because i feel like it's probably similar i've followed i've mentioned this before on another podcast i've followed accounts that i thought their photography is amazing and then after a while going like this actually makes me feel crap looking at their work because not only do I feel like I'm not making work that that's good, I should be out there doing photography like right now. They're more successful. They're Mm -hmm. having more fun. And I go, you know what? There are an infinite amount of beautiful images that you will never see in your life. Does it really matter that you're seeing these ones right now? Mm. And I get rid of them and I always feel better for going, my feed is now things that I actually want to see. Yeah, exactly. I, I do exactly the same. I've, I've unfollowed people, um, not because I don't like them or their work, but it just made me feel bad at that time. Mm. So, yeah, unfollow them and you can you can join them again some other time when you feel a little bit differently about stuff. But, um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with kind of protecting your own mental health, is there? So, mm. yeah, I, I totally go for the unfollow. I'm sure lots of people unfollow me because I'm always sick of you posting every day. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here when you're ready to come back. <laughs> sharing pictures from nights out in yeah. 2000 and whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, maybe that's what I should be sharing. Then they <laughs> might want to follow me again. I don't know. But yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's important to kind of make sure that you're following stuff that makes you feel good. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's the point, you know, going into, um, you know, almost like whether it's body positivity or, or other things. So you know, there are those um, like influencers and celebrities that you could say they've been through a pregnancy and they made such a big thing about not only is my body great before pregnancy, it's going to be great during it and I will get my body back afterwards. Like it's almost like it's a combative thing, yeah, yeah. you know, and if you haven't done it, <clears throat> you haven't tried hard enough the yeah. same way any any man is fed the idea. Like if you're not, if you don't look like the rock, you just don't want it yeah, hard yeah. enough. And they do that and you, there's a part of you which feels like, oh, this is supposed to be motivational. This is what I've been led to believe. This mm-hmm. is motivational. And then you're just like, but why do I feel shit looking at this? Yeah. And then you just realize like, it's not motivational. Mm. This this isn't aspirational stuff at all because you're lying to yourself to think that just because they've done it, I can do this as well. Like yeah. my body is exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's bodies are different, aren't they? And, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with those women whose bodies do you know, snap back and they get into their size eights. That's great. Mm. Some women don't know. And actually, let's just stop comparing ourselves to other people. Like you were saying, it's not just a woman thing, is it? It's not a female thing. It's just just human nature, isn't it? But we don't need to keep comparing ourselves. And it was funny, when we did kind of launch this body positivity campaign, um, 
we did have a couple of personal trainers kind of get in touch and basically saying that we were kind of saying that it was okay to be obese and actually that wasn't the message the message isn't just let your shit go and like who gives a you know who gives a fuck about your body here's our social media criticism (laughs) hang on i have been (laughs) criticized yeah of course i have i just blank this stuff on my mind um but yeah that that was never ever you know what we were saying we were just saying that don't women shouldn't be so hard on themselves and Mm. actually you don't need to kind of run to the gym and lose weight you, you've got a baby to nurture and look after of and course, actually you've got yeah. to set your priorities right but yeah it was interesting to kind of get that feedback because we we're like mm, that's really not what we're saying can i ask i won't ask obviously names but was it male or female it was a male okay <laughs> did that sting a little <laughs> bit more to just be like can you go fuck yourself because <laughs> like you know have a baby and then tell me yeah that, you it was know. a bit like oh, are you fucking kidding me <laughs> like whatever so yeah it was yeah it was kind of disappointing really because mm. that really wasn't the point but maybe we, our messaging wasn't um wasn't enough or maybe they just didn't see the bigger picture i'm not sure yeah and you never know if there's this unfortunate crossover of you know someone maybe took your message um in a different way and then promoted it themselves and that's when the person in the fitness industry hears that and like I said it's it's not well, about going yeah I, I guess what they're saying is that we're trying to maybe take business away from them and the fact that you know <laughs> one of the things that they were doing is get you know you just had a baby let's get you fit yeah so I, I guess they saw it as a conflict of mm. of interest perhaps that's that's where the conflict came in but um yeah. It's that thing though of understanding like what what is fit that has to be yeah, yeah. that has to be unique to each person mm. because it's like if you had a, a bunch of guys and it was like look we all want to have six packs if if you all do the exercise to get to a point where you have abs they'll all look different mm-hmm. so you know don't show me a photo of something and be like look we'll all be happy once we've got yeah. that because yeah, it won't yeah. happen it's got to be the same with women to be like your bodies are all different so sure go to the gym to to feel healthy but don't don't do it because you're trying to fit into a vision of yeah, someone else exactly hmm. talking about other photographers i can't remember if i've ever spoken to you about sally man no do you know who sally man is no i don't, oh, you think don't. So. i've got her book just over there and i'm going to give it to you <laughs> because i think you'd love it um but it's it might as well be a banned book at this stage and I'm not going to lie, I get nervous talking to people about it. Be- what is this book? <laughs> well, I'll show you. I'll get it out right now for the visual medium of, of podcasting. <laughs> It'll be really helpful. Um, but I remember seeing it at university, and it's just some of the most beautiful images of um, this woman, Sally Mann, that took of her family. But if you are outside the space of enjoying art and understanding mm. art, then try and sell that book to someone yeah as yeah, woman takes yeah. photos of her children in various states of undress i know but yeah. that I, I get it they are so beautiful but it's so yeah it's such a oh gosh that would that would be so reported now so this is a, a photograph of what looks like um uh, maybe a toddler in between her dad's legs but they're all kind of naked and he's just got his arms around her and there was a similar picture to this that was posted on facebook a few a few years ago and it was a it was a dad who was cradling his toddler daughter in the shower yes she had a fever yeah and then they got reported yeah in america and actually the photograph was really beautiful but yeah you've got to ask the question 
of what you know what's appropriate to post these days of course and i think that's the thing right it's when it becomes the conversation of what is appropriate to post i'm all all in favor of you know essentially don't post it like let it be a beautiful image for you and your family but what i think is interesting so that came out when um yeah wow so um so this book came out not came out um i became aware of that book at university because we were doing like a whole thing on controversy and the way sally man takes her photos with these this gigantic old school film camera like the grading in the in the shot is beautiful Mm -hmm. there's no denying it right the images are visually Mm -hmm. beautiful yeah but the subject matter one person could say like listen to that book yeah. you shouldn't be allowed to buy it and another person be like oh it's it's absolutely stunning and i feel like yourself as a mother yeah probably be like i get it i get what she's doing yeah. there yeah i do I, I get i totally get it it is beautiful it's I, I guess from my perspective it's i can look at this photo and and these photos of basically a, a naked children and be like these are beautiful beautiful images but i guess you it's whose hands they go into, exactly, isn't it? It's, yeah. that's, that's the fear, isn't it? And mm. it's not like, yeah, it's not that it's not taking away any of the kind of aesthetic or the, you know, the beauty to those pictures and mm-hmm. how it makes you feel because it has got a, a beautiful kind of nostalgic feel to it. But it's who else is going to be looking at them? And yeah. it's not just all nice people in the world, sadly. Yeah, and it's a shame. It takes away, it takes away, it's funny because when you talk to people about that and they label that project and like i say it's it's called immediate family for anyone who look wants to to be aware of it and there's plenty of articles and essays written about it um and sally man herself has been at the center of plenty of controversy about mm-hmm. like you know is it fair for you to to share these photos of your kids and they're all much older than obviously they are now and they've all said yeah we're happy with it because it's it's our childhood yeah beautiful moments of our yeah. life and our family and we wanted to share them but other people's perspectives of it mm-hmm take away the innocence of what is just you know we're, we're all wearing clothes because society tells us to mm-hmm. so i think sometimes people forget that they're naked you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a weird yeah. one yeah it, it's yeah it's it's so difficult and it's so it yes yeah, it's, it's so controversial and there's such a thin line I, I guess into what's kind of deemed okay and what's not okay and there's an an Instagram at the moment are very kind of strict on sort of censoring kind of nipples. So even just mm. kind of photographs of children's nipples are kind of then they'll be you know that those photographs will be taken away. And lots of photographers are getting really upset about it. Um, I kind of I don't know how I f- I do know how I feel about it. I I don't I think it's just a shame that we can't post these pictures. But we, I don't think we should be posting those pictures because. I just think that there's some really horrible people around, basically. Mm. And yeah, it's a shame we can't just post lots of naked pictures of ourselves (laughs) and our children, maybe. I don't know. But but equally, it's it's also how is that child going to feel about that picture in 10 years time? And actually, they haven't given their consent to be pictured like that. So, Mm. yeah, I yeah, it's it's yeah. Because a weird one. There's um, there's another photographer. Oh, I. I can't remember her name, but she does very, very similar work to Sally Mann. She she was actually over in Jersey not too long ago, um, and she was doing a talk. and I, I went there and I mentioned, you know, your work is very similar to Sally Mann. Like, do you do you get any of the same criticisms about um, exploitation and consent? And her one of the things with her um, her family is one of her daughters has um, Down syndrome mm-hmm. and takes very similar images to that. So you know, they're they're images of 
uncensored family life is, mm-hmm. is the best way of putting it. But whereas these kids with enough kind of conversation, you could say, here's what's happening. You know, these images are going to go here and everything. Yeah. With a child who who has um, um, Down syndrome, it's much more difficult to express that. But then you go, are we thinking about this too much? And is the potential for exploitation worse than the potential for empathy? Because I I don't know what it's like to, to have a child with Down syndrome, but her images allow me to at least go... I can't, I feel what she mm-hmm. she goes through from both of their perspectives, yeah. and isn't that better? Yeah, and she's creating awareness, I guess, which is kind of what, what I, I don't know the artist that you're talking about, but I, I, I guess she's talking about kind of that. some kind of a, an awareness piece there about about life with her her child with Down syndrome, which is yeah, it, it you know, which is really important work. But I suppose the question is, do they need to be naked? I don't know. Well, this, and I think the thing is, it's it's not about going like, well, this would be a nice photo. Like, if you could take your clothes off. It's mm. just like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not meant to sound like, I'm, I'd be fascinated to know how people are receiving listening to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just one of those things, I think, with enough context, you go, yeah, I get it. This is this is fine. Like, but it's, it's funny how many parallels... Th- this conversation seems to be having to the story um, recently about um, uh, Sarah Everard in the sense of like, it isn't fair that a woman cannot yeah. go out at night. Yeah. And you know, that it's a shame that a, a woman, a mother can't take pictures of her family yeah. and share them for the sake of going, isn't life beautiful without people yeah. being like, well, actually there's some horrible people yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. And I know the photographers that kind of, I'm, kind of close to in term, in in sort of the, my Instagram world they're very much of this campaign that you know there's nothing wrong with nudity and that's women and children mm. but specific, specifically to, about women actually and um but yeah it's it's like nudity doesn't have to be sexual and mm. and and I you know I do agree with them but the internet is just such a dark and dirty place but that's it yeah um so the photographer's name is sean davy okay Okay. yeah i haven't come Um, across her but yeah definitely again worth worth checking out for anyone um involved in that um uh i don't know if it's a series a photograph called my daughter alice and but yeah it's an exploration of essentially what what it's been like for her as a mother and also how her child perceives the world and things Mm -hmm. like that um but yeah it's it's almost like a shame that, and because it's ignorant to go like, oh, well, just because there's some bad people out here doesn't mean that we shouldn't, you know, you know, you shouldn't lock your house at night because mm. you know it's not. I shouldn't have to worry about it. Like mm-hmm. we do it because it's for the better of of everyone, right? Mm. It's the better of your own for your own safety and those that you love. But it's a shame that, as I see it, whenever I've brought that book up to other people they've been conditioned now to just hear the the idea of if you see any child in a state of undress that that is the worst thing in the world that's mm. the greatest taboo there is and I you just know. think that's that's ridiculous and that's really sad isn't it because that's actually what the you know it's that's it the, those photographs are beautiful innocent kind of beautiful photographs and it's it's a shame that yeah it's a very controversial subject isn't it Mm. and it's and it's difficult and it's even one you know that we kind of talk about in our house because I'm often kind of photographing our kids and um and even kind of photographing me with my kids 
naked and they might be naked but I won't necessarily be but they might have the little bums on show or something mm. and um, yeah there is there is a line I think and me and Dean talk about that line quite a lot because I do tend to push it a little bit closer mm. to, to what he's happy with because even even on a personal Instagram where you know all those people, it is still that sense of mm. you know when as soon as you've posted something and it's on the internet, like mm-hmm. um, I think it's weird because um, even with this this podcast, I, I only host it on one site, but if I Google it, there's all these random websites yeah. that have like attached it and have gone like you know we host podcasts here as well and we've mm. put a direct link to it, and you just think as Who soon are as you some- people yeah exactly <laughs> as soon as you've posted something online yeah. All of a sudden, it can go anywhere. Like, it doesn't matter that you've, like, put it behind a, you know, you must be my friend to see this. Mm-hmm. It's there now. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it, it is such a shame because I feel that the beauty of photography is is the idea it says, you know, a picture says more than a thousand words. And that's how we can learn from people's experiences and empathize quietly and contemplate and stuff like that. And it's it's almost like the more intensive images that we can share are now being, like, people are more scared of seeing them than than just well than being able to kind of actually yeah. experience it yeah yeah it's yeah it's just yeah it's 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 really it's really difficult isn't it i was just thinking then when i was growing up we had a picture of my brother and sister that were taken by a photographer a local photographer over here who must have had a studio and he he i remember mum saying that she dressed my brother and sister up and he'd said let's just have a picture of them just in their pants and we had these pictures up and they were beautiful pictures and I remember as a kid as a teenager being like who was this photographer must have been a right pedo getting (laughs) getting them to take the clothes off Mm. and actually I'm sure he wasn't a pedo I'm sure he was just a very lovely photographer certainly hope so (laughs) (laughs) but what what he actually saw the beauty in them not having all that stuff on I guess and just their skin and that is a beautiful thing but yeah it's kind of sad that we kind of conditioned to feel that way of course and that's I think that's the the key thing right it's the conditioning of the society that we Mm -hmm. live in and this isn't I think I want to make my kind of position on this crystal clear like I I feel as well that it's it sucks that people can't go out at night and feel completely safe but it isn't the society we live in so just trying to say you know what I'm not gonna look out for myself because I shouldn't have to is is ridiculous that doesn't make any sense but it doesn't mean that that's not an absolute shame it's not a shame that we that we can't live like harmoniously with each other mm-hmm. in the same way that the idea of nudity for a western culture is so taboo still mm-hmm. that it's either if someone's naked then they're sexualized and if we're not sexualizing them then then we're not doing anything <laughs> you mm. know um i do i do feel that sorry i do feel that the whole nudity thing it, it doesn't have to be sexual and I think that is I, I do think it is important that that women or men and children can be kind of photographed nude and it not be sexual but the the thing is where do those photographs go so exactly, it, it's yeah. whether you know whether that's just something that you have mm. you know in your own family albums or do they go online and that's the controversial bit isn't it yeah certainly um and I think, you know, to jump back to the, the Sally Mann thing, so the project is is all kind of based around her her three kids. Um, oh, she might be four, actually. Uh, three or four kids. There's definitely a She's load. She's got a bunch of kids. She's got um, a load of kids that all look about the same age. <laughs> and, <laughs> she must have been um, busy. And her husband. And they live in, in America, in like 
in the Midwest, and every summer they would go down to this like um, this like riverside cottage, you know, deep in like the heart of you know the the woodlands. You know, it's very like Americana in a sense, mm-hmm. um, but it is stripping away the society aspect mm-hmm. of it. It's just a family living together in like a log cabin and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and it's 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 beautiful to look at because it's so outside of the realms of normality mm-hmm. for now. Mm-hmm. But it's when you think like being human isn't being born wearing clothes and caring about fashion and haircuts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And those images strip away that to just be like, this is just what our family was like. And these images matter because this is going to be a forgotten time. Mm. And now that you look at it and enough people see that now that it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy of going, these images will only be controversial when the mere na- um, mention of the idea of kids just or humans being naked and free becomes mm-hmm. a controversial thing mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of terrifying because i i get why i've always understood why people find like projects like that make them feel a bit prickly mm-hmm. i think you have to have done a some amount of just enjoying art and looking into why we do art to go yeah this is this is fine but oh, i really it annoys me because I think there's horrible people in the world and then I think there's an amazing photographer who's got images that anyone who's ever interested in life could enjoy. Mm-hmm. And no, she's basically yeah, yeah. like, yeah, probably can't buy that book somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And Although yeah, I bought we, it off Amazon just yeah, to be completely say, clear to everyone. <laughs> exactly. How confident would you be like going in as a man buying that book? Yeah. Like, oh, that, yeah. Would, I mean, yeah I'd, that would just... I'd buy you... that on, in Waterstones. Yeah. No, I feel horrible. I mean, I told an ex-girlfriend about that once and I, we were having an argument anyway and she made me feel like I should burn that book. Yeah, yeah. And I did not like that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. you question yourself going, shit, wait, like, yeah. is, is that genuine? Like, should I feel that way? And you go, no, these these yeah. are beautiful images. It's fucking society yeah, that's yeah. the problem with looking at this. Yeah. Um, but it's a weird one. I'm, I've always been open to the conversation on it. And I think if that book didn't exist, I would be gutted that I couldn't see the photos, but I'd also understand and say, yeah, if those photos only exist for the family, then amazing. Mm -hmm. Because they should exist because they're beautiful. Yeah. If they're not mass produced, then yeah, sound. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. Hmm. Um... Didn't expect to go down yeah. that rabbit hole. Do you have a plan for these kind of podcasts? Do you just go I with the just, flow? I just kind of go with it, yeah. <laughs> see, it. see what happens. I was going to say, there's no notepad. There's no kind of like... I think I started that originally and I just... <laughs> I would be like, uh, okay, next question. Uh, what's your favourite camera? <laughs> it was just like, this isn't fun. The one that I'm holding. Isn't exactly. that what you're supposed to say? The best camera that you've got is the one in your pocket or something? I don't know. Oh, something like that. Did you... Do you ever feel... There was a thing that I had when I was really going through like a big photography stage where it was like, I should always have a camera with me because any opportunity there is to take a photo, like it could happen, like Mm -hmm. the million dollar photo kind of idea. Um, And eventually that became a burden on me. And as soon as I could go, I don't need to have a camera. I don't need to take photos of anything. Mm -hmm. That was like a liberating thing. I'm not just a photographer. I I can just be a person. (laughs) Yeah. Did yeah. you ever ever have that kind of issue? Of yeah, oh, oh definitely. I think that was kind of early on, perhaps when I had a bit more time to myself. But I, yeah, I used to t- bring a camera with me everywhere, and and that's when I was probably learning as well, like the ropes of how to use kind of a digital SLR. And um, yeah, I'd, I would take it everywhere with me. But yeah, it, it and then the days where you didn't 
bring it and something you know you'd pass something amazing some beautiful sunset whatever and then you'd be really angry at yourself for like not having the camera Mm -hmm. and then yeah it it kind of realized that that actually probably isn't healthy Mm. to kind of have it all the time because then you're not really actually engaging properly in whatever you're doing it's you're probably just looking for the light and I do all the time now I'm constantly like Mm. driving wherever finding fields you know I'm, I don't know I might be taking Matilda to gymnastics or something and I'm like looking at fields stopping reversing getting my phone out to see where the sun would set like and I'm like this is just it's just yeah just let it go just take the girl to gymnastics yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same thing because mm. um, you said earlier like you're you're always taking pictures of your kids like is there ever a point where you kind of got caught up in yourself and just went I shouldn't be taking photos. I should just be yeah. enjoying it with yeah. them. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had to have my word with myself so many times because, yeah, I, I w- would always have this camera with me. And then there would be a moment and you miss the moment and then it'll be like, Matilda, can you go back and do that again? And she's like, no, I don't want to do it again. And, and then you're like, oh, then I'm in a mood because I want you to do it again. And, and then I've just ruined everything. Like, just why did you have your camera with you? Just remember that moment. But it's because my memory's not very good that I feel like I have to have mm. the camera with me all the time. But I don't actually photograph them as much anymore, actually. I think because I photograph other people's families so much now, mm. I kind of don't photograph my own which is kind of a good and a bad thing. What, um, I'm curious, what, is Materia, uh, Materia? (laughs) (laughs) Is Matilda aware of what being a photographer is? Like, that's your job? Like, how does she see it? Yeah, yeah. Herself. Well, she doesn't like that I have to work, quite frankly, because even just coming to this, she was like, don't go, mummy, <laughs> oh, don't oh, go. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you've, ru- you've ruined the evening. But um, yeah, no, she's, she, yeah, she, she understands and she knows that I go, I, she, she knows that I go and photograph people. Um, and she's got a little camera, which mm. is, I love because I love seeing <laughs> stuff from her perspective. So like she was photographing the other day and I was like, I don't know, cooking dinner and everything's kind of this high. <laughs> and then she's like photographing her little dolls and stuff and photographing her feet and like my little toddler Frankie, she's photographing. And I, I do love the photos that she, she does. Mm. When we got married, actually, we gave her a little throwaway camera. And they're some of the, my favourite photos from the day, actually. Mm. But it's like everything from like waist high. It's like so cool. What yeah. a cool perspective. Because I, I, that goes completely back to what we were saying about that original maternity shoot that you did and how, you know, the aesthetics that you would be going for and that would be driven by what you had seen in the years prior and what you understood as being like a maternity shoot. For a for a five year old, that that doesn't exist. It's just mm-hmm. here's my world and my perspective. Yeah. Oh, what's that? That's yeah. shiny. Let's take yeah. a photo of that. And it's just there's that pure innocence to photography. And I've I've done it the same with um with two of my nieces as well. Like have my camera and just be like, here, take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. See, like, I want to see what I you find interesting. I want to see what you see. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I've got loads of pictures of the cat's bum because she just chases <laughs> chases the cat round. So it's just like <laughs> she's got a tail in the air, and we've just got loads of pictures of Bella's bum, but. It's just, yeah, but that's her life. She just yeah. does chase the cat round all the time. So like, yeah, it's I, I, I need to get a little album just of Matilda, mm. you know, t- 2020 or 2021 by <laughs> Matilda. What did she see? But I think it's, it sounds stupid, but I really do feel like that's the photography that is really invaluable, mm-hmm. whether it's just to the family or just to a greater perspective. Because once we get into the scientific side of it, and I would say that whether it's myself or yourself, like, it's difficult to take a photo without all the years of, you know, practice and understand like the rules of photography and doing that. Mm-hmm. And is that a nice image that will always exist? 
and you know that means that you're you're going to take images that are conventionally like they're beautiful but people who aren't thinking about yeah. photography you know just taking the moment yeah i think that's when you get these surprise images where you're like oh my god that's absolutely beautiful <laughs> and it's kind of a mistake yeah yeah but it's like yeah that's great yeah hmm. yeah definitely yeah it's been fun she's definitely got a good eye for weirdness <laughs> Do you think one day she'll be your assistant and then one day take over the yeah, business maybe i don't know no she wants apparently she wants to be a vet bless her so yeah Aww. let's let's go for that she the cat absolutely hates her so hopefully she'll have more luck with other animals but um yeah hopefully okay um so obviously we said before about the the motherhood project is kind of on the back burner for an intention to kind of come out maybe this year yeah yeah hopefully hopefully at some point this year it's just getting um the exhibition date sorted with the art center who've been really patient with us and mm. it's been a really difficult year for them too so um yeah hopefully it'll be soon because it'll just not be nice what we wanted to do and i think why it hasn't happened is we could have had the exhibition but it it would have just been on the walls and i think that's not what we ever really wanted. We wanted it to be a celebration of the women that took part. So mm. we wanted to be able to have that event, if that makes any sense. So, because um, we wanted to kind of, you know, make it about them really. Mm. Um, and because we've not all been able to be in the same room together, which is the reason why it's been delayed. Mm. Not The exhibition itself could have actually taken place, but but we couldn't celebrate those women. And, and that's kind of what we wanted to make it all about really. Mm. So I guess it's yeah. You know, obviously, we'll see how the rest of the year goes. Um, you know, restrictions pending and all all of that. I mean, I'm because it came out as like a supplement in the JP, didn't it? So yeah. a lot of the images I know I've seen, but it is different when you get a chance to actually see images like printed properly, like on the wall, and you, you know, you got that atmosphere of people actually mm. looking. So I know yeah. I'm certainly. Uh, excited to see it yeah that, but, that'll be cool and it's interesting to see like who would who would be there hmm. so yeah it's, it'll be good it'll be good to have you there well, thank you um outside of that though any any projects upcoming projects upcoming so yeah i'm doing something for pride so it's going to be like a um kind of some couple portraits in the lead up to pride so same-sex couples kind mm-hmm. of nice intimate kind of relationship stuff which is important i think yeah, I feel like like visual representation of of same sex couples is not something you see in Jersey. No, and I would say that it was still at the point if you saw two men or two women holding hands walking down King Street, yeah. it's like, oh, cool, Ooh. good for you, because <laughs> oh, it, it's yeah, because yeah. it's different. I can imagine. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's the same with. Um, I feel it ties completely back into the idea of normalizing. You know a woman's body after yeah. pregnancy is just normalizing the idea like this this is fine this is our island yeah. and these people ex- uh, exist in it it doesn't need to just be this segregated community that we sometimes hear yeah. about and i'm very conscious that the stuff that i post is very much kind of heterosexual couples as well and mm. um and that's not that's not the reality actually that's that's not that's not true to life and i think that's important to kind of get across as well so so yeah I'm excited about that so all the couples are all lined up so yeah it's just a case of finding some time to shoot them and and just make sure that they're kind of nice natural kind of portraits not nothing too kind of cheesy and Mm. weird yes because it's almost like people have an expectation of what what it would be yeah wouldn't they yeah it's like you've got to do that thing of again getting rid of any sense of this is what I expect the images to look like and then go who are these people yeah 
and how do they connect what's their yeah. connection and how do they feel comfortable with each other and and I, and and it was kind of not making sure it's not too sexy like especially yeah. the girls like it's like don't want it to be too sexy I don't want that to kind of I don't want it to come across like that it's about their connection of course yeah and which I'm is which is weird right because if you had um if you had a, a lesbian couple you're taking pictures of and they just happen to be conventionally attractive people mm. and you're like could you like, let's try and make it not sexy you know <laughs> if they're sexy exactly you can't really do it. anything about it so go you're for like, it absolutely that's their truth <laughs> that's it exactly it's just got to be their truth yeah it's got to be their relationship and how mm. they are comfortable with each other and stuff so yeah i'm excited about it mm. so yeah that's a little bit different to kind of what i've done before it's just it's it's come into my mind but i'm just wondering have you ever shot a maternity shoot for a, a surrogacy um birth Mm, no no I'm curious how you would think in your head to do that because that's interesting yeah no yeah. I haven't I haven't and I feel like they very much would both have to be mm. in, involved in that which would be really beautiful mm. but no I haven't there's um an audiobook that I absolutely love called uh new family values mm-hmm. um by um the author Andrew Solomon and it's all about the different types of family that exist in within America mm-hmm. and very much kind of exposing it to the idea of like the nuclear family might be the majority, but that doesn't mean that, you know, straight family, um, same sex families, um, adoptive families, single parent families, polyamory is a, is a big one in the book and mm-hmm. things like that. It, like really exposed it to just be like, these are people and mm-hmm. they're just, they're loving families mm-hmm. and they make it work. But especially in a community like Jersey where everything's quite like, pretty straight laced you know i think it's important to shine a light on these the these are the people that exist within our community yeah. not like these specific people are the only people of it yeah. but we have um people who have surrogate um who mm-hmm. act as surrogates um we have same-sex couples we mm-hmm. have adoptive families of same-sex couples and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and that's why i feel like you know talking to you and i said before you know <laughs> don't want to shit on wedding photographers but i feel like more than a wedding photographer your your work seems to be crossing over into this idea of this portrait of jersey and especially coming from the female the motherhood perspective but Mm -hmm. it just feels like it will grow beyond that yeah i think i think so i feel like i'm just going with stuff that that is just that i feel is important to me and actually i'm kind of these these are all these projects have come from something that just felt really important to me and they've not you know I've not been paid for them um it's not been about the money it's been about just wanting to take those images I suppose and and in fact actually you do get business from actually those kind of passion projects which Mm. I I kind of hadn't intended to and when I was kind of photographing the, the women for the motherhood project and and posting pictures and then other women saying I want you know can I pay for you to take a portrait of me like this I never thought that this was actually something that other women would want me to do. Mm. Like, I don't know. I just hadn't thought about it. It, it. I hadn't done it because I wanted other people to pay me to do it too. It just was a passion project. Mm. And um, and actually, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing when you can kind of actually kind of, you know, pay your way perhaps like through these kind of passion mm. projects at the same way because at the end of the day, it's obviously a business. But it's quite nice when you can kind of, yeah, it, they kind of go hand in hand eventually. Yeah, because it's like you've had to test the water essentially if you thought of this in terms of like the business side of it. Because if you said to someone, I want to take photos of photos of women during their pregnancy, like, okay, cool, yeah, there's a great market in that. 
um, I'm going to take photos that the majority of people are going to feel quite embarrassed about. They'd be like, yeah, probably don't do that. (laughs) But once you've done it and actually it's gone through to this next level of people going, not only are we comfortable of them, but we actually prefer this idea of these intimate portraits that represent the truth of it rather than, you know, the stereotype level. Let's get you in, um, get you in the studio you know, just put your hands hands on the bump yeah, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, you know? it, it, exactly. And the breastfeeding thing as well has been mm. been kind of big in, in terms of that as well because because I remember breastfeeding Matilda five years ago and being quite nervous about breastfeeding in public and stuff like that. So I think that's changed massively in the last kind of five years, which is great. And and now people are asking, can you know, can I just have a breastfeeding photo shoot? Mm. Like, yeah, of course you can. Like that's beautiful. Why not? Um, but yeah, that wasn't a thing five years ago. Mm. I don't think I would have received a, a message saying, can you, can you come and take photos of me feeding my baby? Mm. But now women are like, yeah, I want that documenting. Like, this isn't easy. This is hard. I feel mm. like my nipples are going to fall off. Like, <laughs> get that documented. <laughs> I want to remember this. Yeah. Well, I'm not crying anyway. But that's, that's that empowerment thing coming back. Right. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's a word that's been dragged through social media, but it doesn't it doesn't take it take the validity yeah. away when it actually when it means it yeah and I know what you mean actually it kind of yeah it's, it's almost become a little yeah a bit cheesy or something but it, it's but the word itself is actually you know it's really important and and I do feel like that embodies my work so but yeah I feel like with lots of things it kind of gets overused doesn't mm. it and then it kind of loses its integrity a little bit which is a shame yeah there's a video um this sketch I watched ages ago where basically someone who is de- described as being really basic and they're being bullied um, about all the things they love and someone comes along to defend them and all of that. And they just say, live, laugh, love is sage advice. <laughs> and the thing is, it's the, it's the cheesiest thing in the world, right? If you went into a house, it's got live, laugh, love. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that is a joke at this stage. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that actually there's nothing wrong yeah. with that and it's a really nice way to think about yeah. like as a little mantra into your yeah, life yeah yeah absolutely but yeah it's just been kind of ruined <laughs> hasn't it's, it's, it yeah absolutely made into coasters and stuff exactly <laughs> <laughs> so i mean you know that's just the way it works but i think at the at the heart of it once we get once we get rid of the society aspect of it and the social media aspect and it comes down to just the, the individual person and if you're doing something that feels empowering to you, then that's all that matters. It's mm-hmm. not about will this trend well on social media. Like if you're able to present images to someone that make them feel, yeah, this was a really difficult time in my life and I've I've managed to get through it and I feel empowered, then it's like, yeah, that's the point of this photography. Mm-hmm. Not whether it's cool or trendy in, you know, 10 years or whatever. Yeah. If everyone in the world's doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, just... I don't think about any of that sort of stuff. Mm. That's far too. That's far too complicated. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting through each day as it comes. But yeah, there was. Yeah, there's definitely no kind of forward thought on on what's trendy or anything like that for mm. sure. But it's just what feels right. I think. Yeah, absolutely. You just got to do. You, you, as long as you feel like you're being honest to yourself, then that's mm-hmm. all. You, all you can do, right? Yeah. Mm. Um. Well, I feel like that's a good place to to wrap things up but um yeah so potentially something to do with with the motherhood uh release maybe this year but if not almost certainly next year yeah for sure i'm hoping this year yeah otherwise it's all going online i'll do something <laughs> I'm, I'm done i'm done i can't because some of these photos are like are really cool to share but they haven't been shared kind of um 
on social media. So they, they, we wanted to leave some of the more impactful ones mm. for the exhibition. So they haven't been kind of shared yet. So I just kind of want to get them out there because the message is them, yeah. the message is strong. It needs to get out. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I feel as so my my sister in law is um, going through pregnancy at the moment, and I think it's maybe nine or eight weeks until um, the due date. Okay. Yeah. And so I feel now, like when I see the images that you're posting, I've got more of an emotional connection to these images now because, you know, someone I love and care for mm-hmm. is going through it. And I know it's it's been a difficult pregnancy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I feel that photographers like yourself sharing these stories matter because they're educating to, to me, mm-hmm. someone who isn't going to have to experience this other than being a witness, essentially. Um so so yeah, if you've got if you've got images that have that power to them, they they need to be out there. <laughs> COVID be damned, but you know, they yeah. also you know just having a little Instagram swipe box yeah. is just it's also not the way to do it. No. So it's a rock and a hard place. It but is. hopefully sooner than later these images get out, and you know anyone who's not in Jersey should also you know be able to see them in their glory. But I mean, it'd be amazing if that could travel around the UK. I don't know if that's ever been something you. No. Ever considered gosh no of course not <laughs> i never even thought it was going to be an exhibition it was only just going to be some pictures on instagram it's all kind of oh there you go these things just grow don't they who knows it could exactly. be, who knows what will happen i i don't plan for these things well we'll see <laughs> but i guess to just follow your social media and we'll find out you know <laughs> oh yeah because that's where i'll be <laughs> <laughs> sophie it's been an absolute pleasure chatting i really enjoyed this thank you for having me how how do you feel now that you've kind of gone through it i finally don't feel nervous <laughs> we can do it again now oh please yeah i think um every everyone i've spoken to thus far has said that they they come back on which is you know obviously that's a that's a good review for me quite frankly but um i think it's always interesting to just carry on these conversations because you know an hour and 40 minutes no way is, is, is the iceberg of any conversation is that how really? long we've been chatting yeah. Do you know what? I was listening to your other podcast th- before and I was like, an hour and a half. I was like, I'm not going to be able to talk for an hour and a half. And there Blimey. you go. There you there go, go. See. see, now you can't shut me up. <laughs> but yes, we will do it again sometime and potentially, you know, maybe we'll be doing it around the, the exhibition. Mm-hmm. So okay, we'll look see. forward to that. Sophie, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm Glad You Exist is made independently by me, John Leo. You can stalk me on Instagram, where I often post photos of dogs, at JohnLeo, which is J-O-H-N-L-I-O-T. And find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash I'm Glad Podcast, where I rarely post anything at all, but you can get in contact there. Shout out to my mate Sizzlebird for providing the music for today's episode. Go check out the description for where you can find him and support his excellent chillstep violin tunes. And now, all that remains to be said, if you've made it this far to hear my voice, well, I'm glad you exist. <laughs>